Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Stewart. Hello, hello. And our wonderful guest, Tom Ballard of the band Allfather. Great Mighty. Hello. The Great hello, Mighty hello. Tom Ballard. This is obviously Dumb and Dumbest, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. And we brought Tom on because we're, it's Twitter week over at the uh, Dumb and Dumbest headquarters here. And Tom is our resident uh, Twitter expert, or at least we call him the resident Twitter expert because he has taken Allfather, the Allfather brand and band, and turned it into a Twitter sen- sales sensation. How's that for a pump up? It, it's great. It's probably overselling it somewhat, but it sounds great anyway. Well, that, that's the point. I want, I want hyperbole here. So um, that's why we have Tom back on, because it's Twitter week, and he's going to drop some knowledge bombs with us, and then I'm going to let Matt ask the uh, leading questions. Okay. I'm supposed to... What should the leading question be? Dear God, you put me on the spot there, Curtis. I did. The leading question was, well, Tom, what would you like to talk about today? (laughs) Well, I I thought it might be useful talking about three things. Uh, if it's useful to you guys, one is about sincerely using Twitter in a, in a positive way. Uh, one is about making your Twitter account and Twitter feed and your timeline fairly unique to you. Um, and the third is about trying to understand from your followers what, what they may want in terms of content uh, from a point of view of Twitter, but also how it can influence decisions you make in terms of what you do with your band, with music or merchandise or anything like that. Cool. Well, okay. So, so first up, which one do you want to talk about first? I'll go in that order if you want. Let's do it. Let's start. Let's start with. So, start with the at the top, and then we'll ask questions as uh, you speak. I think. So, well, what I've I've been eavesdropping in on some of your little live Instagram things you do and people are asking how do I do this and how do I do that and you guys always give really good tips in terms of how you engage and um, how you speak to people but I think I think what's probably worth pointing out is it's kind of important to have an underlying sincerity when you when you're using Twitter 100 um, when I mean the reason that I spend so much time on Twitter apart from uh, my day job requires me to sit in front of a laptop most of the time uh, is I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to people. I don't necessarily find myself forcing myself to do, to interact on Twitter. Um, and I think sometimes when you look at um, some bands or some accounts that are trying to do that, they can come over slightly spammy or slightly insincere. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of if you're trying to engage with people, you're trying to engage with bands, doing it because you enjoy it and, it, and you're sincere with it, I think makes it makes it a better uh a better use of, of the social media. Does that make sense? It does. Now, how do you, now let me ask you this because obviously you're using Twitter to increase the band's presence. How do you maintain sincerity? I guess is what I'm trying, I, mean, I want to find out. Because I think, I, th- I think it's because I look at it, I try to look at it anyway. Sometimes I don't, but the majority of the stuff I do on Twitter is because I want to do stuff on Twitter. And the outcome of that is heightening uh, awareness of the band and things like that. The, the, ba- the benefits to the band is an outcome of me wanting to use Twitter rather than using Twitter to try and get some outcomes for the band. 
That's yeah. not always the case, clearly, because sometimes I'm putting up, hey, we've got some stuff to sell, or hey, have you heard our new song? But trying to look mm. at it from the point of wanting to engage on Twitter, and if that's a good benefit for the band, then great. If not, oh well, I still have fun anyway. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. How, how do you separate out your, okay, because you got the Butcher account, Butcher666 account, and you got the Allfather account. How do you decide, uh, how do you keep the personas different, I guess is what I, I want to know. I'm probably not very good. I, I think over, over time, those two things have slightly warped together. Yeah. Um, there is, I, you know, if there's personal stuff, uh, personal, you know, school friends and work colleagues and stuff like that, it's generally surrounded by my, my personal one. Yeah. But anything primarily band related is is obviously from the is from the band account although i think the personal side has slightly seeped into the the all father side of things now um but i think that works and i think that 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 adds to to what to what i'm trying to do with it um so yeah that's that's okay. how I, t I i don't separate those two things as probably maybe as well as i should do have you have you ever accidentally posted like kid pictures on the all father account by mistake uh, no, I quite often end, if I'm having a conversation, I'll quite I'll often end up replying to myself from the other account or uh, mixing up my replies so it looks like I'm replying and the band's replying. And if people aren't aware <laughs> of it, yeah, especially if I'm on my phone because you know the, the, the phone app lets you um, split quite easily, but uh, flip quite easily between the two accounts, whereas if I'm on my my laptop, I can't really do that very easily with the, with the uh, desktop. Yeah. Um, I had one more question on just this first point before. I know Matt wanted to say something. I could hear him taking a breath and preparing. But, okay, so just back to sincerity for a second. So who are what are some accounts that you feel are um, uh, credible and sincere on Twitter that, that you follow right now? Other than me and Matt, obviously. Oh, obviously. Um, other than you and Matt, uh, I think from a band's account point of view, mm -hmm. uh, the Red Bait band account is really good at that. Yeah. Um, there's a band called Ithaca that just released an album. Um, and their, their Twitter account is really good for, for that sincerity approach. They really want to do something with it. Um, but I think the majority of people that, the majority of people that I follow and talk to that aren't bands have that because they're doing it obviously for, for not necessarily band reasons, uh, also really good way to see how people can positive, positively interact on Twitter um, with, in terms of music. So they're, they're the sorts of things you want to be looking at, I suggest. Cool. So Matt, what was your question you were going to ask? How do you try to communicate your sincerity? Uh, I don't try and communicate, I don't think. I just try and make sure I'm doing stuff with sincerity because I want to do it. Right. Um, so, you know, if I'm, if I'm sticking up a, hey, we've got some new t-shirts, the reason I'm putting that up is because I want people to buy some of our new t-shirts. Um, but if I'm, for example, if, I, if I'm talking to another band or if I'm talking to um, people that follow the band that, that bought music, it's I, I do it because I want to talk to them rather than, because if, if I'm talking to a band particularly, like, Oh God! Right, my my outcome here is I want to support you or I want you to retweet us. I don't look at it from that way. I'm like, I'd like to talk to those guys and see what they've got to say. And if the if one of the outcomes of that is building a better relationship or you know getting something out of it, then great. But that shouldn't be the reason I'm doing it in the first place. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. 
Uh, I guess we can move on to point two since we've both gotten our questions off. Um, well, so what I was just, just thinking about was uh, as a Twitter user from the other end of who I follow and who I speak to, um, I've always got it in my mind from uh, if, I'm, if I'm that user and I'm following my account, what do I want from it? What do right. I want? What are the benefits of me following the bands? That yeah, band? that's very, very important. Um, yeah, and I, because I think it's really easy to do stuff like, you know, general updates on your albums and we've got a tour or we've got some merchandise or we've got some gigs. That's all the stuff you kind of expect. Um, and frankly, a lot of that, a lot of those sorts of updates and information you can get by following blogs, you know, because quite often it's newsworthy. So I, I just think about what else what else people can get out of following, following All Father. Um, so well, we do things like, sorry, go on, go on, man. It's a, it's, it's a question of benefits important to the client, essentially. Yeah. Like you don't phrase it like that, but that's basically what you're looking at, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, so uh, for me, I don't follow many band accounts, either personally or through, or through the band account, because yeah. frankly, if I want to know when, I don't know, it's a good example, Grand Magus are, releasing an album, it will be across all the blogs. And frankly, that's all they do on their Twitter account. So there's no point in me following that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas following the idea of, I'm hoping that people follow us is, yeah, we get all that information, but we can do, we do other stuff. So, you know, we do some daft games and we do jokes. We do recommendations of other bands. I'm always interested in what other people are listening to. It's frankly quite often I want to I would like to listen to, to new stuff. So asking people what they're listening to. Um, did that this morning. Did I do it this morning? It feels like a long time ago now. It's been a long day. I think I did that this morning and got, or last night and this morning, got, you know, 10, 15 decent recommendations of bands that I can, I can check out. And then in the future, re-recommend back out again to other to, to people that follow us. So again, I like to, I'd like to think, maybe this is how it works or not, I'm not sure, but I'd like to think that people follow us for more than just, I'd like to know what what all father are, all, all father are doing at the moment. Sweet. Yeah, and I mean, so okay, but because we talked about this before, where do you do you ever have to course correct? Like, you feel like you're becoming too personal or too far from the band with the type of content you're creating. Uh, I think sometimes there's there is a check, you know. If I'm moaning about work or something like that, which I'm often tempted to do, I check myself thinking, no, can't do that. But I have, I have, you know, put, put, you know, I do some stuff about my training. You know, I wear stupid big fat skate trainers all the time. And it's become sort of a general in joke that, that, that that's what I do. And I stick up photos of my trainers. And um, But then when I'm out with Al, our guitarist, he's, he's similar. So we have two sets of training. You know, things like that is actually what, what makes it a bit more unique. So I think the personal aspect, it is a balance, but quite often I'm, I think I'm all right with that. And what I also do is, you know, the rest of the band aren't actually on Twitter anyway, apart from Andrew. Um, and quite often I'll bring him into stuff anyway, his account into stuff anyway, because um, uh, to sort of, to make it a bit less personal about me. I try not to, it's, try not to be, an, it's not an ego thing necessarily. It's just, you know, you're using you're using the band account to interact and you've got to do that from a personal point of view. Exactly. It's, totally. That's, that's a very good way to put it. Actually. I really appreciate that. Um, are we Curtis? What's, do you have any questions on this point? 
Um, I only heard about half of it because my wife has a vacuum cleaner going full bore about, uh, <laughs> right now. But um, what I did hear, I, I, I think he was pretty clear on it. I, th- I thought it was a pretty good point. So I think we're good with going on number three. Cool. Let's do it. Cool. Well, um, I think what I find really useful in terms of the actual band itself, rather than just running a decent Twitter account, actually how it benefits the band is you start to get to know the people that like your band and follow your band. So you can start to interact uh, with them in ways that, that does benefit the band. So one of the things that, that we did um, for the last album is some, I don't know, maybe five or six of our followers that have followed us for a very long time and are, interact with us a lot and when we had some demos of new songs i sent them the demos to get some feedback from them yep a A, because obviously when you're writing new songs you're generally terrified that you think they're great but everyone else will think they're shit so there was a benefit from us in in getting some feedback but also you know it's a i'd love to about you know band that that you like does did that to me i think that'd be, be amazing so um that was one of the things that we did but you also get to understand what sort of merchandise people are buying, what they like, what, um, I don't know, just, just getting an idea of the people that, that are going to be following you, what, what they're into. And it, it helps just focus what you want to do and what you want to say sometimes for the benefit of your followers. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be just one or two people. Like the trainer thing, uh, I knew there's there's also a couple of people that follow us that that like sorry trainers as in sneakers. I think you call them over there. But, oh, uh, <laughs> I was trying to understand what you were talking. Sorry, yeah, sneakers. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I understood because I have culture. Just because you're from Europe is why. Just for listeners Europe. at home, I'm the sexy cultured one. <laughs> the one from uh, Norway or whatever, or not Norway, France. Sorry. Anyway, continue. So yeah, so so the, and I saw a video of how different ways to tie your tie your laces up. I knew two or three people would probably really like that because they're into trainers. So I retweeted that, and those people reacted in the way that I thought they would. So it's you start to be able to you know create content and for for the people that follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, trying get, getting getting the feedback from the people that follow you can help you make decisions about what merchandise yeah, um, maybe you want to you, you want to put together or even places you maybe you want to play or or try and tour I mean obviously we we don't hardly play anywhere but if we did but that would be something we'd, we'd probably use so I have, I have a question so like let's say you probably haven't had this happen but let's say you uh, were asking questions about a piece of merch you're thinking about doing and people just weren't interested what how, how would like is there like an ego thing there where you kind of feel like going like fuck you to everybody or you just legitimately listen and then we'll course correct or what yeah uh, i've you know i think um a few times i think we were i can't remember was it long sleeves we were doing think about long sleeve hoodies we're thinking about long uh, doing hoodies and the investment yeah. into them was quite significant and um the cost that they were going to be because we went a bit mad with the print um, yeah. meant that we we're probably going to lose, not certainly not make any money on it and perhaps lose money. Yeah. Um, so I did a Twitter poll who's interested in them. Um, now about 75 people said, yeah, I'd love one. And in the end, a fraction of people bought that, but it was enough for us oh. to know that there's interest in that. And yeah. therefore 
we'd probably be all right if we're going to order them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, that's the way of, you know, if no one had responded over on God, no, we'd be bothered, then we probably wouldn't have done that. Or yeah. if we did have done, we'd have known the risks uh, associated with it, which is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, we've, I mean, again, um, if I'm going to ask a question, I'm interested in what the answer is. Now, we might make a stupid decision and go ahead anyway because we want to, but um, most of the time, we, we, you know, we'd be, be listening to what people say and um, we don't have huge amounts of money floating about for the band. So actually, those, those investments that we make are, are quite important um, because we can't, if we're out of pocket, then everything just becomes, becomes harder to do. Totally. How, how many times have people told you that they wanted vinyl? Probably not quite enough yet to convince me to do vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just a common question. People always ask that question. I always wonder how many people are actually going to buy. I mean, I, I would, I would not. I think I could say at the moment. I know about we could sell probably about thirty straight away. Yeah. Um, but that's nowhere near enough to make our money back um, for what it would cost for us to do it. Now we might end up selling a lot more than that. I don't think we'd sell less, but um, yeah. Uh, it's quite. It's a, it's a question I, we're, we're quite often asked, and the answer is always the same: that it's too big a risk for us to do it. Um, and that's not because that's not because we want to only only do stuff that earns us money. What we don't want to do is spend out on something and just not be nowhere near be able to recuperate the costs of that. Which means cool. then that instead of having a, a a set of money we've put aside for recording, that's gone, and we have to think about how else we fund stuff. Which means um, you know, from our own pockets, which takes longer to save up for, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, a lot of people seem to think it's bad to make money off, off, off your product, but you have to at least recuperate the cost. Otherwise you're going to end up, you know, not being a band anymore. Right. So yeah, I mean, so that selling out is an age old argument, isn't it? But, um, yeah. I think ultimately for me is if you're, if you're doing something to make the money, then you, you're probably at the wrong end of it. If you're doing something yeah. that you love and through that, you can make money without, you know, exploiting people, then you're you're probably in it for the right reasons. Totally. I mean, the main thing, as long as you're as long as you're not going too far in the hole or going in the hole, is what the way I look at it, right? Yeah, I, I think who is it? There's a I think it's Anthony Bourdain that said was talking about how restaurants fail all the time because generally people get into it for two reasons: to make money and know nothing about food, or love food yeah. and don't know how to run a business. Yeah, um, and to some extent, the same applies to being a, a, a imagine a successful band. You can love the music, but if you've got no business sense, you're kind of doomed. Yeah. If you're only going into it because you want to make money and you don't really care about the music, again, you're doomed. So maybe yeah. you're trying to get something in the middle. But yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's a case of like, do what you love, and the money will follow. Totally. You well, know, you got to be smart. <laughs> well, if yeah, I mean, I, I that I I think there's probably a little bit more to it than that. But if you're if you're doing the doing what your love stuff is is the important thing first absolutely that should that should lead um what you're doing that being said we're we're in a quite um privileged point of view where between us we've got full-time jobs that actually we don't need to make money from the band um appreciate there are there are bands and musicians out there that do need to and probably thinking things in very different ways than we do because we have that luxury of it not being you know be all and end all of what we need to do to survive but that being said, you guys do do pretty pretty good for an independent band in the fact that you guys are not losing hordes and hordes of cash like many bands, correct? Uh, yeah, I, we're you know in a position now where um, we've we've got money for the next for them to record the next album. So um, 
we don't have to worry about that. Um, one of the benefits of not getting off the shows and not touring is we don't spend any money <laughs> traveling or anything like that. So true. Uh, we, we can hoard it away and save up for the, save up for the next album. Now, um, Matt, are you done talking about tw uh, Twitter with Tom? Because I have another question about really. Go ahead. Email. Do it. Okay. Tom, do you guys do any email marketing at all with, with the band or no? Uh, the only, I've always been a bit worried about doing it. So I do it through um, Bandcamp um, Band app. Okay. So you're able to directly message all your followers um, with a kind of an email, um, but, it, but, it, but it's delivered as part of um, uh, the Bandcamp app. Like it sends like an, a mass email all at once to the all, everyone on your list. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. Or you, or you can. I think that you can do everyone or individuals. I've not worked out a way yet. So if you wanted to, just do some. But you can either send it to everyone or or, or individuals. So what I'd usually do if we've got a new, so we've recently had a new shirt coming out. I'll we'll generally split our um, uh, comms on that through. Twitter one day, Facebook another day, Instagram another day, and a Bandcamp message another day. Um, and I appreciate that some people may end up getting all four of those, but lots of people won't. So um, I don't think it's been quite as successful as I tell you what. I tell you what it is most successful is when you we've well, the day of a release, we release an album, you press the button, and everyone gets a message to say this album is now released. Uh -huh. I mean. Obviously, your day release is, is, is important for sales, but that that part of the Bandcamp uh, facility to be able to do that is really important. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. But I, uh, yeah, I've always just been conscious of in a position where I've saved a load of email addresses and you end up spamming people's emails too much. So um, that's not something I've looked too far into apart from sort of just general stuff through the Bandcamp app. Totally. So which, okay, so which social media platform do you personally think or know for that matter, because I'm sure you track everything, is uh, that you get the most sales as a direct result from? Which social media platform or marketing platform do you find it is for you guys? Yeah, I probably should track stuff more than I do. because. Oh, you don't? Okay. Not really. It's more of a feeling. So um, I think Twitter is really good for the general awareness raising. Okay. Um, Facebook is a lot more difficult because of having a band page and algorithms and all that shit. Yep. So that that is the one platform we spend money on for promoted, you know, promoted tweets are, are, the, are the work of the devil. Promoted mm -hmm. Facebook is pretty much the only useful thing you can do mm -hmm. uh, with it. But um, if you've got a new product or a new thing, a promoted tweet uh, can be really useful. Um, and Instagram. I'm not sure about it at all because Al runs it and um, we haven't really talked or looked into that too much. But I think we're on a bit of a break at the moment. When we kick back off, using Instagram more is going to be sort of what I want to try and work with Al on a bit more to understand it a little bit better and see what, what it can do for us a bit more than uh, what different things it can do about Facebook and, and Twitter. Cool. Um, now, a lot. OK, so one thing that Matt and I have been running into with a lot of bands is that they will tell us that they think Twitter is a waste of time um, and it's not good. So now you, I always use you as an example as being someone that successfully used Twitter every single time. So now how long did it actually take you though to start getting people to engage with you and get to know the band? I know like with me, it took me like a year and a half to two years, I think it was, but I'm curious how long it took you. 
Well, I think in the past three months, things have, uh, so we've been, I suppose, in the band for five years now on Twitter for probably, as the band for probably four. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last three months, things have gone uh, a step up, like most things get, almost everything gets a reply or an interaction and often multiple times. Yeah, I think when we started off, um, we had very few followers, but the people we followed were our friends, uh, and to some extent family. Um, and so you have to start small like that. Um, but I think the break, the, the point where it became, um, was leading up to bless the earth with fire. Our first album yeah. is when the interactions we'd done previously to that, uh, helped us get a lot of the press along with you, obviously Curtis, um, yeah. a lot of the press that we did because people knew us yeah. from, uh, from Twitter and from me bombarding people's email boxes with our with our first EP. But mm-hmm. on the back of that was was through the interactions we were doing through Twitter. So that probably meant, you know, two, two and a half years into it was when we really started to see proper benefits. Um, and that's carried on building and carried on. And like I said, we've we've just taken like a step up, I think, in the past three months. Totally. Um, where, you know, things are we we always get loads of responses to stuff most of the time now. Yeah, you also have aligned yourself, well, maybe not aligned is maybe not the right word, but you've also gotten yourself onto the communication lines of other people that tweet a lot, I've noticed, which can also help too, I would imagine as well, right? So, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if someone doesn't use Twitter, I mean, this is a slightly cynical approach, but if someone doesn't use Twitter a lot, then you're not going to get a lot of benefit out of that. So we've got at the moment 17, I think probably 1700 followers. I don't follow back 1,700 of them. Yeah. Um, the, there's a lot of bands on there that will follow us and we never hear anything from. Yeah. Um, there are people that, that just follow us and again, we never hear from them. So yeah. Generally, I follow. I, I try to follow back those that engage with us and want to talk to us and, and then every now and again have a clean through and if I haven't heard, you know, if people haven't been interacting, totally. we'll, we'll unfollow them. And, and that gives us what I was talking about in terms of understanding your... Yeah, your followers as well and using that it, it, it gives you sort of a, a quality over quantity approach that understanding fewer people really well i find more useful than having you know following thousands and thousands of people and trying to use that usefully yeah i agree so let me ask you this if what advice would you give to a band that is just starting on twitter to start getting interactions like let's say you just started a new band nobody knows who you are and you're starting Twitter for the first time, what would you do to start getting interactions today or tomorrow? First of all, follow all your friends. Okay. Uh, if you know people in bands, like personally, follow them. Yeah. Um, but f- really, it's find a way to enjoy using Twitter mm-hmm. um, and then apply that to what you want to achieve. Okay. Um, because if you don't enjoy it or if you find it, you need to do a lot of it. And if you don't enjoy it and you don't and you find it difficult, then um, it's going to be difficult to do. So finding a way for it to be useful and, and enjoyable for you to use it is probably the first step. Um, but everything you say in terms of how you engage with people and how you interact with people, again, tr- as I said before, try and do it sincerely. Otherwise, you end up spamming people and um, looking a bit desperate and stuff like that. Um, but in general, find a way to enjoy it first so you, you, you want to use it. How often should you be using it, though? Uh, like, if you're just starting out, uh, I, I, w- I would say probably as much as as much as you can without it ruining your social and family life. 
Um, so, well, do but, you, like, is there a number, a certain number of tweets that you try to make sure go out in a day to reach people, or do you not? Uh, really I think I think I'm probably I'm probably in the luxury position of not having to worry about that. But um, I, 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 what I worry about these days is balancing up the amount of just general interactions with uh, with the business stuff of buy our CD or buy our albums or buy our T-shirts. You know, so yeah. I sort of I feel like I have to earn them. Yeah. Um, and if you've done lots of interactions, I don't feel guilty about sending one of those out. But if all you've done for four days is say buy our album or buy a t-shirt or buy know, my stuff, yeah. buy my stuff, then people start going, mm, maybe this isn't for me. So, um, find, yeah, find a way to balance those things up. Um, yeah, and that's how I think about it. I, I, I need to earn earn my advert that I send out. Earn your what? Say that again. Uh, uh, if I'm sending out an advert, I need to earn it. Oh, advert. Some, yeah. Sorry. Cool. So as we head towards the end, because we're running out of time on this, um, <clears throat> what are your final words of wisdom? And more importantly, what do you have to plug? Uh, I think I've done enough words of wisdom. Plug-wise, uh, check out our Bandcamp account. Uh, we've got all our uh, music up there. The majority of it is uh, pay, pay what you want for it. Our new albums still costs real cash money, but the rest of it is pay what you want for it. Uh, we've got a brand new long sleeve out as well, which is a bit daft and fun, but it's a Wayne's World one. With our uh, anyone's got a sticker through a Wayne's World sticker through, it's that basically on a on a long sleeve now. So uh, have a look at that. Pick one of those up if you want one. Beautiful, cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. We have been Matt Curtis and Tom. You have been listening. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. Are we done yet? Everything is terrible.